Hello, you're listening to Thought Starters, a podcast on the business of creativity, recorded in the pod at White City Place. I'm David Michon. There's a lot of things that design can do, of course. It can make our lives easier through improving functionality. It can make our lives more enjoyable through beauty and aesthetics. And it can create and reinforce identity of a person, of a community, or of a country. But as we'll discuss in this episode, it can do all of that and also empower and uplift people. Specifically in this case, using design and craft as a tool for the advancement of women in the United Arab Emirates. Irene Bankaram, director of Nama Women Advancement Establishment. My name is Farah Nasri and I'm the design executive of Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council, an affiliate of Nama Women Advancement Establishment. Her Excellency Reem Bin Karam has been the director of NAMA Women's Advancement Establishment since 2016, where she manages and oversees the implementation and execution of its strategies. NAMA, which means growth in Arabic, is an umbrella entity for three other entities, Sharjah Business Women Council, Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council, and the Battery Education and Development Academy. Nama is chaired by Her Highness Sheikha Jawahar bin Mohammed Al Qasimi, wife of His Highness the ruler of Sharjah, and works towards shaping a more equitable world for women. Farhan Nasri is design executive at Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council. She currently runs the council's design and curation, whilst working on preserving, protecting, documenting, and elevating traditional crafts of the UAE as well as helping to reinvent them in a way that honors the UAE's past breakthroughs and sets the tone for its future advancements. Farah previously worked for six years as an architect, whilst running her own jewelry brand, which focused on creating 3D-printed wearable sculptures rooted in tribal and Bedouin references. They join us in the pod during the 2019 London Design Festival in September, where works by UAE designers and artists were presented by the Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council. Now, with Irthi Contemporary Craft Council, um, the idea of Irthi came uh, from a, a, late, a visit of Her Highness to one of the rural areas in Sharjah, where she basically met with this older lady, uh, Um Mohammed. And Um Mohammed is a lady in her 60s, came up to Her Highness and had a beautiful clutch, which was handmade by her herself. Um, so when Her Highness saw the picture, uh, saw, the, saw this uh, little handbags, um, she was actually impressed with the quality of this product and asked her where this was done. And she's like, well, I've done it myself. That's where we, where Her Highness realized that there was an, um, a need to enhance the, um, the, their craft, uh, the craft scene in Sharjah. Um, long story short, four years forward where in London Design Fair um, we have we started off with a Mohammed today we have 60 artisans Earthy Contemporary Craft Council is one of the very few craft councils in our area in the Middle East and what we're trying to do is we're trying to be the benchmark that everyone um, um, goes to or uh, like not only benchmarking against us but what we wanted to, we wanted it to be the one stop shop that people will come if they need any resources uh, or if they need they wanted any kind of information if they wanted any um, good quality type of products if they wanted any artisans they need to come back to Irthi. and i think 
with um, the international collaborations that IRTI has done in the past few years, as well as NAMA, we have gained that reputation in, in a sense that it's, we put pressure on the ladies in order to develop them and we really care about quality and we always say if it's not good, we're not, it's not going out. Um, usually handmade things you'd see a bit of like, and I know people like this when it's handmade and you see that little twist in like, or um, the double, the double stitch when it's supposed to be a single stitch. But what we do is we actually make them go back, undo it, and redo the whole, uh, and continue. Um, the reason why is is because we're we're trying to change the way they look at things, and also make them understand that it's got to be quality of high quality. They should know there should not be any mistakes. If we would like to collaborate with international um, companies and designers and whatnot, we're, we we which attention to detail is extremely high. And I think that is the history of Irthi. Um, we were lucky. Um, Farah joined us a year and a bit ago. Mm. A year yeah. and a half. A year. A year. A year. Exactly. A year exactly. Ago, August. Um, uh, Farah is the product designer herself. Um, we're very happy that she decided to come and join them up. I think at some point she... <laughs> no, no, I am still am happy. <laughs> You're happy? <laughs> Stressed out, but happy. Um, no, but um, I think w um, everyone working with Nama and uh, Irthi gets it, understands that we need to, we're doing good because we see the bigger picture. And today we're very happy to say that we started off with Mohammed, the one little old lady. We have now 60 artisans who know how to do um, four types of crafts that were uh, revived, that we've revived back in the UAE. And um, we are today the people that in the UAE people will actually go to if they need anything with regards to uh, whether it's product design or a but something traditional with a twist. Um, and I think being part of the London Design Fair this year says a lot. Um, and being the guest of honor says even more that we've actually, I think we've ticked the box and we've, we're like, okay, that's another feather um, in our hat, but okay, what's next now? Um, I think that's a bit of um, where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. I think adding on to that, we, we tried, like, why we're doing what we're doing is because we're trying to elevate the crafts back home because I think there's, there isn't much education on that uh, importance mm -hmm. as much as here. Yep. Um, I think also changing the perspective of these women on how they look at it. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, to to look at it in a in a way that it's it, it is something important and it's something of high value and how to present it and how to brand position it and all of that, um, and then at the same time we're actually working to preserve that because we're actually adding more and more artisans as we grow as we grow, um, and trying to educate the younger generation as well. So we got uh, for London Design Fair to be possible, we got an, a new kind of, um, I would want to say, a new class of designers, uh, of, mm. of artisans into the Bidwa Center, which is the younger generation between 20 years old 
to 35 uh, years old, um, which actually struck a quite a nice balance with the artisans that were already there that were towards the age of 60 plus. Um, and that that really allows for the continuation or the sustainability of the craft. Um, and I think, I mean, time will tell, but with these design interventions, this is what will allow the ladies to practice what they're doing, uh, the orders that they get. And that kind of um, stability will allow for the money to come back mm -hmm. and for us to be able to plug it into different programs and projects and initiatives. And the return on investment. Exactly. Definitely. Um, the design scene in the UAE has actually been happening for the past 20 years. And if we look at it, uh, so the UAE consists of seven emirates. And I think they're very competitive uh, but at the same time, it's 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 uh, it's a good vibe. Um, everyone is into different types of arts, um, and I think no one was actually focusing on reviving the dying crafts and and crafts in general and product design. And I think this was the niche that we entered, and and Nama and Via Irthi uh, was able to be the first to do it. But we're not the last, I'm sure. But um, I think. There was a need for it. And this is where we saw that, okay, everyone's talking art. We have Sharjah Art Biennial, which is one of the biggest art um, functions that happens every two years. And that is that happens in Sharjah. And I think Sharjah's art scene has always been um, kind of a pioneer when it comes to the arts in the UAE. Um People from all over the world, um, you know, after Venice, it's Sharjah Biennial, and that's how good it is. Um, so they're very open to the art scene, but at the same time, it's shifting and changing the whole every day and every year. Uh, now we've got the Louvre in uh, museum in Abu Dhabi. Um, we also have the, coming up will be the Guggenheim Museum. So. The museum scene, the art museum scene, and the art scene in the UAE is happening, and there is a demand for it, uh, not only internationally by inter uh, international visitors, but actually it's changing a lot of mindsets even with the younger youth. We see a lot of upcoming artists, and um, and they keep growing every year in terms of how many local artists are exhibiting with regards to how many international artists and how many artists, local artists, young artists are actually collaborating and actually using a lot of, um, there's a lot of exchange today. We can see it. And there's a lot of residencies programs that um, back home, the Emirati artists are actually joining international uh, um, associations, associations. Uh, or yeah, and we really hope that, like with the two initiatives that we we created and we're presenting at London Design Fair, that Earthy becomes that kind of platform where anyone who wants to um, have the right kind of resources to produce something within Sharjah or the UAE, in terms of making, so whether it's weaving or any other kind of craft that we're presenting. Uh, this week, um, that they go back to Earthy for that. So whether they're a designer, a maker, an artist, uh, a fashion designer, they would come to Earthy and we would provide them the kind of a hub or the infrastructure to really get the artisan on board and um, the kind of art direction and, and, and bring all these things together. And then whether it's a collection that they would want to present it on their own or through Earthy, we want to be able to provide that kind of... Um, 
service or like become that kind of broker uh, in the region and uh, both regionally and internationally because we're also dealing with international uh, designers. Keep in mind the country is very young. As a country, the UAE is actually very young. It's only 45 years old. And then when you see that there's been an art scene for the past 20 years, uh, I think that says it all. And But what, we're, what we lack is um, the documentation of the art scene, the documentation of the crafts. And this is what we have adopted. And we, we looked and, and around and said, okay, if we need to preserve, we need to document and we need, to, we need the resources, but we we have no access to these resources so why not us be these resources because sometimes when we're looking around and we're like okay how do we do this and we're like okay let's go back and look into history but there is no history there is that gap and I think um, Erthi took it as part of its mandate is to basically in order to revive a dying craft people need to understand it and you need to know about it and that is why we, we opened up the our doors for international collaboration. So we're looking at um, NGO in 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 this little uh, city in or little village in Pakistan where there is uh, they're helping actually women and empowering women. But at the same time, they're doing it via a craft, and it's a dying craft, or it could be a certain stitch that actually died because of war. Um, you know, the women were too busy uh, uh, tending to the war and its needs rather than sit and do this. So there are crafts that have died for a lot of sad reasons. Um, And what we do, we try to collaborate in order to revive these crafts and at the same time get proper documentations because we're not only doing it for the United Arab Emirates in terms of documentation, we're doing the whole Manisa region. Um, Because there was a lot of trade that was happening in this area and there was a lot of exchange of cult- cultural exchange. So if you look at the Emirati cuisine, it's it, the influences is from all the neighboring countries and the trade. So same goes for the arts and the same applies to um, every, anything that, you know, whether it's the clothes, the jewelry, the perfumery and, and, and everything. I think it's in every ingredient in everything that we do. Um, so the UAE had the history of being very cosmopolitan and today it's only the cosmopolitan look has changed so it's not only the amount of um, expats living in the UAE and how much they've influenced the culture but it's actually how much culture has been how much culture the UAE has gone through Um, yet still preserving its own is, is challenging but it it's not impossible, but it would be impossible if we did not have any documentations. So I think that's where Ifi finds itself today, is by trying to be that missing puzzle in this whole movement of art, I guess, yeah. and crafts. Yeah, It's like how to create something that is contemporary or would suit the taste of uh anyone living anywhere internationally. So whether it's someone in Japan or mm. someone in the UK. Without offending them. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then having that Emirati um, touch, because I think, I don't, to me, by not being Emirati, like I see the Emirati culture as something very rich, but at the same time quite mysterious. Mm. Uh, there are some there are some elements to it that that are like very interesting. Like for example, we have two collections that uh, go around the idea of perfumes and putting oud oil and putting um, the, the the mitchan and, and lighting up like the room with this kind of smoky mm. uh, aroma and, and, and incense. And <coughs> this is something that 
Emiratis do on a daily basis. And it's to me, it's something very interesting to pass on that kind of tradition, but through products. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe if you look at it, you think it's just a lovely sculpture, but really it's it's someone's daily life routine uh, back in the UAE. And, and I think... Up to this day, yeah. So. You're listening to Thought Starters, recorded in the pod at White City Place. In conversation are Her Excellency Reem Bin Karam, Director of NAMA Women Advancement Establishment, and Farah Nasri, Design Executive at Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council. Um, well, when it comes to design, I think um, it all depends on the designer, and it all depends on the artist, uh, because some of uh, the Emirati artists are quite... Um, out there and very avant-garde in in the way they think. So to them, it's enough. People are doing enough with culture. Let me do something completely, um, you know, um, forward that some people may like it, some people may not, but then that's how you judge art. You just say, well, it's art, Uh, as long as it's not offensive. But I think people are pushing the boundaries back home with regards to art and, and, and products. The DNA is shifting and changing, but at the end of the day, I think what pulls them all back to the UAE is how people perceive it. People are, artists today are more aware, I think, back home of not only to create art, but to create viable art and how the art would sell. I think this is how they're they're thinking. Um, they're, they appreciate a lot of art because, as I said, there is a lot of, uh, the art scene has been big and people actually today are traveling to go see museums. Um, in the past, we would hardly have that culture. But I think in Sharjah, what happened is that because of the art scene was moving, we also had the museum scene that was moving. So it educated people that if you do travel, you actually do go to museums because that was never part of our culture. Um, because... Now I and and now we see a lot of people actually. The first they would actually fly to different countries, not for, um, you know what's uh, what's usually sadly said about uh, the Emirati or let's say the Arabs by saying they're they're out doing shopping. But actually, it's not that they're actually. You see a lot of people around us that would go to visit shows, to go see theater, anything that's inspirational, anything that would inspire them. Um, and even these short courses, uh, it's they're everywhere, um, especially now that you have them online courses and you can get all these like um, beautiful courses that they, they release in, internationally and also back in the UAE. With reg- and, and they're all directed towards the art. So the art scene is moving, is big. Um, the artists and are... The, the, like I, I think the new generation, I can't call them the millennials anymore, they're the younger ones, um, are really pushing the art scene back in the UAE. So things that we would look as taboo before, uh, graffiti. We have graffiti artists today, and, but the government will basically, uh, you know, um, dedicate spaces for them where they can actually, you know, practice and, 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 and not, you know... Um, vandalize other buildings but they do it beautifully and even in these you can see the shift of art and you can see how before it had to be very proper and now it's actually they're pushing the limits and uh, and I think it's an Emirati with a twist today because of 
the influence of the international market and how cosmopolitan the UAE has become, um, that you can see, um, you can actually see the influence on all the art that we see back home. But then you have the extreme, who is very traditional, and that I think it's. Uh, You'd see someone with a like conservative background, um, but the art was beautiful. But they're using the natural resources that we have back in the UAE. So you have the two age categories. So you've got the younger ones who are going and pushing all boundaries, but then you've got the the, the nice balance of the older generation who actually is trying to preserve all this and and use the different materials and and kind of are are walking encyclopedias of things that when when we need to ask any questions. And I think that, like, Earthy's role um, is um, quite important for both uh, kind of directions. Um, I think it provides uh, with the documentation that we're doing on the telly. And the telly weave is basically um, a braiding technique uh, that the Emiratis uh, do. And and traditionally, there are around 12 different designs. But through Earthy, we've managed to create over 65. And all of that is being documented. So the number of hours, the kind of designs, what they're inspired by, uh, the descriptions and uh, and all of that. So once you have that kind of reference for the telly and and the kind of motifs and symbolisms uh, that are that are behind that design, and then we're doing the same for Safifa. So the Safifa weave is the bigger kind of weave with palm frond weaving, and how we're developing that as a council and the different kinds of designs and motifs involved, as well as the embroidery. Um, when, once you have that kind of documentation being done and as a reference, you can use it as inspiration. So whether you want to take it into something super contemporary and avant-garde, you can. Um, whether you want to be super traditional about it. and Because and, I think there are two different routes for also approaching crafts, mm-hmm. like you approach art. So you either do the same thing and you k- keep going at it so it's the same material and you you don't you don't change what has been done or you go about it in a very experimental route so you start changing the materials using sustainable materials using um um, maybe different kind of combinations to what you would y- use um, traditionally and applying it elsewhere. Like there are so many weaves that typically are for haute couture or the the, uh, the Marathi women used to adorn on their bodies. Now we're using them on products. Mm-hmm. So it just depends how you take it. Um, and obviously, I think Earthy is very much into experimentation and open to that. So um, we hope to be that kind of baseline or bar that Ms. Uh, mm-hmm. was speaking about. Um, well, if we look at the Emirati designers who have actually reached international levels, we have a few um, that we have actually dealt with back home and we always collaborate with them with uh, because I think they have um, the know-how on how to... Um, promote themselves internationally and showcase themselves internationally. And that only elevates us and what we were trying to do. So, uh, for instance, we dealt with uh, Khalud uh, Binthani. Khalud Binthani is one of um, the Emirati artists who is, um, 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 I can call her, she's a designer slash fashion designer, um, very avant-garde. She was the first girl who actually went into turbans. Um, she started designing these turba- uh, head turbans and headwear for girls to stop them wearing, for instance, certain like to get them trendy enough to fit in and not feel awkward walking around, um, you know, um, in, uh, around the world um, where 
or let's say at a time where it wasn't really acceptable, there were a lot of problems happening and a lot of misunderstanding and misconception of the Arab world. Um, she's actually a great designer. Um, then we've also dealt with um, any international ones we've also dealt with. Mm, um, we have dealt with uh, Fatma Zabi from D4 Studio. Yep. Um, and she currently has a collection with us where which combines uh, clay and Murano uh, together. So um, it was all about how to create a collection that really starts off from sand. So clay uh, and sand and the story of the glass and sand and all of that. Um, how to create something that has that has been a craft for thousands of years, but at the same time is so technologically advanced in the way that you produce it. Um, the collection is basically focused on, um, you know, designing things through th uh, 3D softwares and then being able to see and see route them to uh, slip cast the molds, um, whether it's the Murano or the clay, and then to hand hand finish that so there has been a very long process uh, to really finalize these pieces and then how to integrate technology in a way they become lighting devices or they become phone chargers um, and at the same time you, when you look at it it's a beautiful sculptural piece that you would want to put in your um, let's say living room or, or whatnot. because the thing is I think the challenge that we have in, in the Emirates is that any crafts that are made in the UAE are actually just being put in maybe touristic stores, mm. um, uh, which is something that breaks our heart. Uh, and so uh, putting them at, at that level uh, of, of high-end products and luxury items um, is something she's very keen on as well, just like Earthy. So I think with with that kind of mindset for the, for the younger generations to really produce things um, to the highest caliber, um, and functional as well. Is, yeah. So yeah. the art is not only supposed to be in the museums. You can actually have it as a functional piece in your household. Mm. So with Fatma, she's uh, the, the, the one of the designs that she actually did was um, uh, a, a little plate that actually looks beautiful. It's a mix between glass and clay, but then it's a it's a phone charger. Uh, a wireless phone charger so it's how she's adapted she's an architect and at the same time she works in um, um, a water and electricity company so she's she's well aware about technology and uh, and I love how she, the, the end product came out that actually represents her as an individual but at the same time she's just opened the door for all the other artists to start thinking that way that um you know, designing a product that actually I can sell, I can walk down, and this is what we were saying yesterday, is that if we walk down in Selfridges, I'd like to see that product there. I can see that product there um, because it belongs in that and because of the quality, because of the functionality of it, and also because of the pricing as yeah. well. Um, so I think that was, yeah. that was another designer that we worked yeah. with. And, yeah. and we have a lot of other designers, but it depends on the project that we deal with. There are a lot of international designers from the UAE who've actually made it. We also have Ragda Teriam, uh, Her Excellency Ragda Teriam, who is a part of um, um, the Sharjah uh, Chamber of Commerce. She's a board member, but she started her very first Abaya store and she actually uh, was selling in Harrods for, uh, this was 
15 years back. So when she started, she automatically started looking at the international market. And that was interesting because she was one of the very first um, locals to actually promote the abaya at a time where the abaya was not even, it was looked upon as that is not... Um, people weren't very comfortable with people wearing abayas in London. And all of a sudden, she's actually selling it in Harris and they're actually being sold off. But it was, and and her, and the nicer part of it is that her clientele weren't the Arabs. Her clientele were the Europeans, the expats, because they would actually wear it as a cloak. So that's actually bridging cultures together and changing mindsets because... You know, uh, Europe, they've always had the cloak in their fashion and in their wardrobe for years. She just brought it back in a very, um, I think, uh, with a twist uh, where she started introducing all these sparkles. And, and all, so it's for more of a gala dinner and, uh, and an event and, and all that. So she's also one of the people that we also work with. Um and she's also been on international. Most of the designs that we've dealt with are fashion related. And then all of a sudden we see the twist when we started create when we started working in Earthy and Earthy was created. We started looking at we saw that actually, okay, let's look for product designers now. And I think that is the reason why we we participated in this um in the London Design Fair this year, is to see how many product designers do we have out there. Uh, no one's actually approached them before. Uh, we do have the few names, but what about the rest? Where are we going? Where are we heading? Uh, the art scene is oversaturated in certain elements, but um, in certain co uh, niches. But then where is the uh, product design? And this is, I think, yesterday we were very proud when, like today, uh, actually this morning, I was looking in, into Instagram and, and following the news. And then there is this one headline that said made in Sharjah. And I was like, oh, wow. So that's actually another, you know, I was like, you know, good on us. Uh, because it's actually, I, I, I never thought of it that way. I was thinking designer and I was thinking earthy. But now you're looking at it as a city and you're looking at it as a, as an, as a, as a country that this product is actually being designed and it's actually being showcased in one of the most prestigious fairs around the world. So I think, yeah, that was, that was nice yeah. to read it early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think we have, we have quite a few. Honestly, we have a, quite a few designers that are really onto something, mm. I think, in, in, in Sharjah and in UAE. Um, I don't know if you had the chance to go to the fair, but there there are also a few pieces that are sand-casted pieces with leather weaves. And these came about a uh, as a collaboration with Architecture and Other Things Studio that is also based in the UAE, uh, led by Neda Tariam, who's also from Sharjah. And um, the stools are very experimental. Um, you could see, I think, the kind of architecture association influence from London. Um, you could see, but also the very kind of Emirati materials in terms of the sand, the concrete, the clay, and the casting of all these things together. And the, and weaving. It, and the weaving. And it really looks like something that... It looks very contemporary and experimental, but it's also at the same time, it looks like something that you have dug up <laughs> from Sharjah and you have put it in the middle of London. Um, so I think, honestly, I don't think that there is one specific designer that is that is really, I think, 
going to change the scene for the UAE. It's just as a collective. I think once we keep on challenging each other and, mm. and, and challenging what we can do in the UAE and in charge specifically, uh, will there be a kind of breakthrough for the design scene? Yeah. I think um, today when we talk about uh, the products that were displayed in the London Design Fair, that's only the start for the whole uh, new kind of wave that we are trying to create. Um, so all the uh, pieces that have been exhibited for the first time, we're actually going to create um, a kind of a roadshow, moving it back home, but in different cities back home and different emirates. So then we, uh, we're showcasing it. And then we're going to Milan um, in 2020. Um, what, we, what we hope for and what the future for Erthi, we say skies are our limits. You know, the projects keep changing. Um, we get new um, ideas. We're constantly being asked to do, uh, you know, push the boundaries and do something new. And I think that only adds our, like, fuel to our fire. Um, and we're on the go. But um, what we really want at the end of the day is to get the product made by Erthi, uh, today to a level where we would walk in into either stores, um, you know, museums. Uh, we would love people to source things from us. Um, we started with Irthi in, in one, si- one, sec- one side of it was to basically empower these women, empower the craft, get them to the level where they're, they're actually masters of this craft. But now it's actually how do we get the product designers and also to be masters in what they do? Um, and I think once we reach that level, skies are our limits. And I think that's what we've been pushing for and will continue to push for. Definitely. That 360 approach to, to really be able to create something mm-hmm. that is going to to stand on its own. Because I think we have mastered the textile yes. or the, the 2D. 2D. Uh, 2D and, and it's now time to really give all of that a, a certain kind of function or format that is more digestible to to everyone to understand what, what goes on in Sharjah and the UAE. The hidden gem. That was a conversation between Her Excellency Reen Bin Karam, Director of NAMA Women Advancement Establishment, and Farah Nasri, Design Executive at Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council. This has been Thought Starters, recorded in the pod at White City Place. Thought Starters is a Dean and Co. project for White City Place, produced by David Michel, recorded and edited by Sean Crook. To find out how you can record your own podcast at White City Place, find us at whitecityplace.com, on Twitter or Instagram with the handle at whitecityplace, or shoot us an email at podcast at whitecityplace.com. And subscribe to Thought Starters on iTunes. Give us a rating and write us a comment. It really helps.